Hello, I'm Jeremy. SP3 is somewhere with this awful Lakers avatar of a player who's not there and the fourth best player on the team. It's FMC. We got a lot to talk about. The playoffs are in full swing. It's, it's a black shirt. Why? Why do you have a yeah. black shirt? Oh. Laker Nation, what's going on? This is LMC Laker morning. It's not morning. It's morning somewhere. Laker, it's morning on the Pacific Coast. LAC, Laker, Laker afternoon chat. Also, Los Angeles Clippers, the other no, team no, that no, was no, victorious. No, 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 no. Russell it's Westbrook, L- baby. It's LMC because in Los Angeles, it is morning. It's LMC, Laker morning chat. We are here to discuss my Los Angeles Lakers and why we won game one on the road in memphis you had you had john moran's dad in the in in the crowd you had his homies his homies like eating like popcorn on the side like yo anybody get twisted up anybody come at job we gonna jump them we gonna jump them but it didn't matter you know why it wasn't because of lebron james lebron james he did his thing he did what he had to do he had six he had uh, a few blocks he had some five blocks he had a couple of chase down blocks it wasn't because of anthony davis anthony davis did the damn thing people were people were tweeting me like oh man anthony davis getting hurt anthony davis is is hurt he said i can't move my arm but i can still move the other arm and he came back he came back ladies and gentlemen he had six blocks He had 22 in 12, playing like a top five MVP candidate. But no, it wasn't because of him. It wasn't because of D'Angelo Russell, one of the key pieces to the trade deadline, having 19 points, seven seven assists, four rebounds. It wasn't because of. Because of because of uh, Schroeder, Schroeder coming off the bench, getting us some quality minutes. It was because of the new dynamic duo. You have, you've had in Laker lore, like a history. You've had Jerry Ress and Elgin Bella. You had Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You've had Kobe Bean Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. You've had LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you who the new dynamic duo in Los Angeles is. It is Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura, Rui Hashimura. Because you know what? On the first episode after the Lakers traded for Rui Hashimura, I said Rui Hashimura's name 29 times on LMC. And he had 29 points off the bench because he's Rui Hashimura. And he had six rebounds. But it's also his dynamic duo partner, his partner in crime, the Billy hole the billy hole of nba basketball the 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 heir apparent to larry bird the the man the myth the the mythical god it is him you you had hers you don't get never had a him on the los angeles Lakers. i want to say a him Sweet little child of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. I said I hear him, I said I hear him. 
Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is here and is here and he is him. You see the title of this episode. It says him, but it doesn't say it correctly. It's in all capital letters. It's in all capital letters. It should be all caps. He is him. He was like, oh, he felt the, he felt the wrath of God. He had Goku. He had Jesus Christ. All the great white men in, 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 in history. He had it all in him. And he was like, oh, yeah. Him. This show's over. This show's over. <laughs> I was I was trying to just act disinterested and act like oh fuck just, just shut up. I get an SV3 and then you started sticking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know where we go. We're five minutes in the show. I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, ladies and gentlemen. That's what I'm here for. Him. He is him. <laughs> oh, man. I take it you're feeling good about being up 1 0. 1-0. 1 people said we weren't even going to win a game. They said we were going to get Nobody said. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop this. Oh, nobody believed in the Lakers. No, nobody believed in the Los Angeles Lakers except for the Laker Nation. That's what I'm here Every, to represent. Absolutely not. Absolutely That's what I'm here to represent. Not. No. No. Most people pick the Lakers to win this thing. Most people picked the Lakers. The money came in on Los Angeles. The experts came in on Los Angeles. The Lakers are the favorites in this. I know. I know. I just I, I just did my NBA bracket, and it said, like, I think it was, like, 60% went for the Los Angeles Lakers. It don't matter. It don't matter, <laughs> man. Did you see that game? Did you see that? It was close. It was close it. going into the to the fourth quarter, but I watched it. I watched that fourth quarter. And I and this is the, the it was like the reverse of what always goes on when I watch the Lakers in the regular season. When I watch the Lakers in the regular season, we start losing. I turn off the game. I'm like, I right, I shouldn't be watching it. Maybe they do better if I'm not watching it. But as soon as I started watching it, we came back. We were in the game. Oh man, and Anthony Davis came back. I saw the clip on, on social media. I can't move my arm. And I was like, oh, let me let me watch the game because maybe I, I'll give him inspiration to come back. And he came back. He came back, ladies and gentlemen. I missed I missed the first half of the game. And and my buddy Samer's texting me and he's like, Oh, Davis is hurt. This doesn't look good. And I was like, Oh, that doesn't seem doesn't seem good. And then I tuned in the second half. He's out there. He's playing fine. I heard Stephen A. I, I did watch some. Stephen A. is like, he can't stay healthy. What do I always tell you about Anthony Davis? Los Angeles is against this man because he can't stay healthy. I was like, oh, this sounds really bad for Anthony Davis. And then he's out there second half. I was like, I thought, I I thought he was hurt. I thought this man was never going to play basketball again. You know, you know who might miss the series though is John Morant. And if he's out for the series, it's over. 
for the Grizzlies. It was already going to be an uphill battle. I picked the Lakers. I'm on record of picking the Lakers. You saw the tweet. You you praised me for picking the Lakers. So I picked them before Ja got hurt. Ja out for, seems like he's going to be out for at least game two. He's out longer, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They're relying on Dylan Brooks jacking up these terrible shots. Desmond Bain talking this nonsense after game one. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., who I really like, he, but he ain't got enough help right now. Adams is out. Brandon Clark's been out for most of the year, but they just don't have that depth to do it. You don't have John Morant in there, and it was going to be tough with, with Ja. It's going to be even tougher without Ja. So I, we'll see. We'll see game two. We'll see if things can turn it around, but good win for your Lakers, SP3. Good win. The fact, and look, the fact that LeBron and Davis. Davis was very impactful defensively. That was the best yeah. defensive game I've seen him play in a very in a long, long time. Getting blocked LeBron, like crazy. Yeah. And even LeBron. Half. LeBron was looking like like Cleveland LeBron with the chase yeah. downs. Yeah, first half, uh, especially for, for Davis. He was all over the place. Um, but you know, the fact that Davis and LeBron didn't really have to run things down the stretch, and Rory Hachimura, your guy, your adopted son, was uh was knocking down all the big shots and then Austin Reeves just snaking the pick and roll, getting to the mid range out there, like looking like a looking like Steve Nash. Like, man, bless him. I I knocked him. I knocked him about this Lakers white exceptionalism, which I still stand by. But he shut me the hell up in Game One. Like he he was hey. great. He was great in Game One. Hey, all I will say is that people, I see people in the chat saying, "Oh, I'm I'm celebrating one win. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm acting like we won the whole thing." No, you don't. You don't want to see me if we win this whole thing. I set the bar high on the first win. If we get if we get fifteen more, oh, oh gosh, <laughs> you get a whole concert. You get a whole concert. <laughs> you get a whole. I just gave. I just gave you a few bars. You get a whole concert if we win. Say if we win fifteen more. But I, all I will say, the reason why I was so happy about the victory is because of the two role players. Like I said, the dynamic duo is the people that I've been bigging up here on this show for months. I, I said Rui Hashimura would be a difference maker when we first got him. I've been on the white exceptionalism, a bandwagon of Austin Reeves, a.k.a. the NBA's Billy Hole. Like, I've been here. I've been shooting in the gym with them. I feel like Sonata fans up in here. I know we're not supposed to be talking about wrestling, but this, this is how I feel. I feel like the people that didn't believe, now they believe it after this performance by the two role players. Anybody who watches our show for and has been a, a long time viewer, you don't even have to be a long time viewer because it, it happened trade deadline. You were you were in on Austin Reeves. You were not into this extent, I don't think, until no. more recently. You the moment Rui Hashimura was announced as a Los Angeles Laker, you adopted him. You you were about to have an extra extra kid, extra person in your house. You were ready to change his name, your name, you were going to the court. To, to get everything legalized, you were in fully on Roy Hashimura. So you deserve this victory lap. I'll say it. You deserve this victory lap. Hey, all I know is that I was I, – I, I love how Jeremy has been behind the Lakers since the trade deadline. He was he said that we would win this series in seven. Hopefully we can, we can make it even shorter than that. If we make it shorter than that, then we got a chance to come out of the second round as well. But – all I will say 
is that this was a good start to the playoffs. I feel good about the playoffs. I was I was feeling kind of shaky before game one, but game one gave me some confidence moving forward. And like you said, John Morant being out, I think that, yeah. We saw what happened last year when John Morant wasn't, uh, wasn't there for the Grizzlies. It kind of They played well in one game against the Golden State Warriors, but they couldn't continue that run. And speaking of the Golden State Warriors, ugh. I, I I thought I thought they were gonna get game one. I thought they were gonna get game one, but Sacramento, man, they are so happy to be able to cheer a good team for the first time in, in nearly twenty years. They deserve it. They, I thought the Warriors would get a split. I didn't know if it was gonna be game one, game two, whatever it was gonna be. I thought they would get a split, but, but this is who this is who the Warriors are, right? I mean, we we've talked about it on this show is this is not a small sample size of how they play on the road. This was all season of how they were playing on the road. So I can't be too shocked that on the road in the first two games, they lost them. I I can't. I know people are going to talk about, well, they had the playoff experience going in, and, and the Kings are not ready for this moment. They haven't been there before. Like the Warriors, the defending champions, Andrew Wiggins is back. They haven't lost a series when they've had Draymond, Steph, and Clay for every single game. I got all of that. And that's why I thought they would get a split is I thought, all right, they'll at least get a split out of this because those guys will be good enough to win them at least one game in Sacramento. I'm not too surprised that the Kings took both games. I bet on the Kings to take game one. So I'm definitely not surprised that they took that one. Um, I didn't bet on them to win game two. I didn't bet it. I didn't bet on game two at all. Stayed away from that one completely because I kind of did thought the Warriors would, would win that one. But I'm not surprised they got to they got the uh they got both of them. This is who the Warriors are. They've played the trash on the road the entire time. Now, do I think the series is over? Absolutely not, because yeah. they've also played as bad as they've been on the road, they've been that good at home. So exactly. now Sacramento's got to go to Golden State and they got to win at least one. You got to at least go up 3-1. Then you got home court and everything. They got to win at least one. And even then the series isn't over. Of course, the big thing, the big thing out of last night's game is uh, Draymond Green performing old Stone Cold stomps in the corner on DeMontis Sabonis and laying, laying a little smackdown and then trash talking and you know waving on the crowd egging him on and everything he has to get suspended for this right like he has to this was a very gospel theme edition of uh lmc because my man draymond green pulled out the kurt franklin and he was like stomp all the sisters say stomp all my brothers say stomp uh, he just stomped a, a mud hole and walked it dry on Demontis Sabonis, and I love I love Draymond Green. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all are a long time listener, watcher, FMC, LMC, you know I, I ride with with Dr- Draymond Green, the king of the new media. This man went on his show after he got ejected. He didn't waste any time. He got home. He got to the hotel in Sacramento. He was like, I, I got to do a podcast right now. New media. New media. Stand up. Stand up. That's the new media goat right there. Oh, my God. But, yeah, he's got to get suspended. I mean, he's done less than this and got suspended. <laughs> like This man, this man accidentally 
quote unquote, uh, hit LeBron James in the balls and he got suspended in an NBA Finals game. You're telling me he's not going to be suspended for at least one, maybe two, knowing how the NBA uh, don't like Draymond Green. I think he's going to be he's going to be out of one, at least game three in San Francisco for uh, Golden State Warriors. Here's why. Here's why he might not get suspended. And like if it. If he doesn't get suspended, why I understand, uh, not understanding, he should be suspended. But if he doesn't get suspended, here here would be the evidence. One, he's claiming his ankle's hurt. His ankle got twisted. Hey, and look, Sabonis grabbed the ankle. Like you can, yes. you can see it. Like you can see he grabbed the ankle. Uh, but that doesn't mean you have to come down with a giant stomp on the man's chest. I, I love um, Shaq. I love Shaq defending him. Like Shaq's like, that's the same thing I would have done. Is it a is it a dirty play? Yeah, it's a dirty play. But that he had no other choice. He had no choice what he had to do there. He might not get suspended because he's gonna argue, look, he twisted my ankle. I was just retaliating and everything. And he also might not get suspended because Sabonis was fine. Like he he played, he there's no injury to his ribs or anything like that. So they're gonna look at it and just be like all right, well, Sabonis, it didn't cause an injury. You Intent doesn't always matter in, the, in these cases. It is largely like, oh, what was the end result? Not so much the intent, the end result seems to matter more. And because Sabonis was fine, honestly, they might just fine them both, which would be a cop-out, but they love their double technicals on people during the games. They, they're going to love their double fine on these guys, and they might just fine them both. They'll both play for game three. It would not shock me at all. Do I think he should be suspended? Yes. I think he should be suspended, one, because it's a it's a cheap shot play. It's a dirty play. You don't need to do that. Sabonis's play was was dirty as well. Um, he could have just but, fell. He could have just fell. But then he probably would have damaged his ankle even more. But, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, they, they, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why he would re- react in that way, knowing that what? he's Draymond Green. Of course. Green. He reacts in that way because Draymond gets away with more than anybody wants to admit. Like he gets away with so much. He's complaining to the refs on every play. He's arguing on every play. And that that's why I think the suspension should kind of come into play is there is a history factor here. You mentioned the, the LeBron suspension. He didn't get suspended when he kicked Steven Adams in the balls one series before. And I think that did play, play a factor in the LeBron thing. Cause they're like, okay. You already kicked one man in the balls. Now you're hitting another man in the balls. Like, and I understand it's LeBron James, so it might have gotten suspension anyway. It's like, look, you you're getting suspended off of this. There's a history with Draymond Green, and that doesn't look that that matters in these instances. It does, whether the league wants to say it or not. And I think they actually do say like the history matters. Like they look at that kind of stuff. Like, look, you have a reputation, you have a um a consistency of a history of just doing these type of things. So we gotta, we gotta take action. We can't give you the benefit of the doubt. You've not earned the benefit of the doubt with this kind of stuff. All that said, he's probably not going to get suspended. I hope not because that, that would put uh, the golden state warriors too much behind the ball. Cause they need, well, maybe, of- maybe, Maybe if they don't want to be behind the ball, they shouldn't lose one of these games. And maybe their leader shouldn't be stomping on people when they're when they're losing these games. Hey, hey, hey. It's their own they, damn they, fault. It's their own they, damn doing. I got no sympathy need, for them. 
I have sympathy for the Golden State Warrior, my California well, brother. What is this person? Um, my California brother. Draymond Green is an is important uh, player for their team. So I'm hoping this doesn't, you know, come back to haunt them. I want the Golden State Warriors to make this a series. I want this series to go seven. So I'm hoping that Golden State Warriors can pull out these two home wins. Steph Curry's been playing well, but De'Aaron Fox has outplayed him overall so far in the series. So they need their defensive player. And, of course, can't forget about former Laker great Malik Monk. Malik Monk was out here playing well. Hey, look, man, it's like a nation up in this playoffs. These this playoffs is just it's just like a nation out here in force. You got you got Malik Monk delivering for the Sacramento Kings. You got Julius Randle coming back from injury and playing well for the Nixon game one. Come on, man. It's it's a... clap it up. Clap it up for the Laker Nation. Laker Nation, stand up. Stand up, LMC. It's 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 about 9:30 a.m. in the morning. LMC. LMC, Laker, Laker, morning chat. Any other Laker greats you want to give a shout out to? <sighs> okay. Now I stand up here and I can admit when I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Stand up here and I was like, no, Russell Westbrook should not go anywhere in uh in the in the league. But my man Russell Westbrook. Former Laker great. Absolutely not. I don't even care if you are apologizing to Russell Westbrook. He deserves your apology. First off, I don't care that you're apologizing to Russell Westbrook. You slandered that man. The entire Laker nation slandered that man, calling him a vampire and a soul sucker to be around and the root of all evil and all the problems, everything that was wrong with the Lakers. That man did nothing but play his heart out every single night. He went to the bench when he didn't went to the bench for Patrick Beverly. Are you kidding me? Patrick Beverly. He went to the bench for Patrick Beverly. Russell Westbrook, all he did was give 100% effort every single night. And you see it. You see it on the Clippers. Three for 19. Who cares? Who cares if this man can't shoot a basketball and the point of the point of basketball is to shoot a basketball and, you know, score baskets. Doesn't matter. Heart. The man has some heart. He plays defense. Locking up Kevin Durant. Locking him up. Locking up Devin Booker. Devin Booker complaining about foul calls and things like that. Russell Westbrook been busting Chris Paul's ass since he entered the league. Busting that ass every single time and meet in the playoffs. That's what Russell Westbrook does to Chris Paul. And he's going to keep doing it. Clipper Nation, stand up. Westbrook Nation, stand up. Are you done now? Can I apologize? Do not apologize. You do not. Can I he does my not deserve. You do not deserve to apologize to him. I deserve. I deserve to apologize to Russell Westbrook. He went out there getting the W. Kawhi Leonard, half man, half a season. Uh, he's out here getting 38 points, playing when it really matters. And you know, the only time that I will ever root for the Los Angeles Clippers is when they get in a W 
against Choke P3. Choke P3 out here proving my point, proving what I, I showed you. I showed you all. I told you all last year. I said it I said it before the Dallas Mavericks series. I said he would choke. He choked in the Dallas Mavericks series, and it looks like he might choke in this whole series. A-Shock in the chat. A-Shock was trying to say, oh, I'm getting ready for a championship when they got AD. They were undefeated with AD in the first playoff game. They catching out. They catching out. What we doing? What we? What y'all doing, Suns Nation? How y'all doing? It's, it's almost 10 a.m. for y'all. What's going on, Suns Nation? How y'all doing? Choke P3 and all those peeps. How y'all doing? I'm not going to be foolish and because everybody does this. Everybody does this. I'm not going to be foolish. What what is is that Harlem? What does Harlem think? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if anybody wants to if my missus want me to put her on camera because I just took this marker from her because of you want to show the people how you look right now? You want to say hi? Say hi to Jeremy. Look at this face. Look at this face, ladies and gentlemen. Aww. This is <laughs> this is what Ru- this is what what Jeremy's Russell Westbrook rant made her do. I played Jeremy, and it's Russell Westbrook rant. Saying hi, hi to everyone. There you go. Got got marker on her hand too. Look, <laughs> looking messier than a Timberwolves shot chart out there. <laughs> That's a good one. It's on the floor. It's on the floor there. She's the cutest, and let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> my wife, my wife, the, the wife says she's the cutest, and let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> Jeremy's uh, wife said she's the cutest. She can do whatever she wants. <laughs> <laughs> my missus just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Y'all got to deal with her right now. Oh, one 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 of ours had chalk and just had chalk everywhere on the hands and the face the other day. Just that looked like a crime scene out there. There's red chalk just everywhere. Fantastic. You're muted, SP3. I don't know if you muted yourself on purpose. No, I said I'm pretty sure she she wrote marker on the back of my laptop too. So, <laughs> oh, that's that's where we we get trouble. Um, back, <laughs> back to basketball. I'm not going to sit here and act like these games are over after one game because everybody loves to do that. Everyone's like, I don't know how they get back into it. What can they do? This is definitely over. The only series I think are over after one game are the same series that I thought were over before it started. That's the Sixers. I thought that would only go five. Yes. The- I don't look like it's going to go five. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Bye. Yeah. The, the Celtics and the Hawks thought that would go four, and that seems about right. That might go three. The Hawks might just concede. And the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, I thought that might go five because I thought maybe the Timberwolves get one. I, I know the Timberwolves beat my Thunder. They looked impressive in that play-in game. That was a bad matchup for the Thunder. I always thought it was a bad matchup. Look, Nikola Jokic ain't Dario Saric. 
All right, that's who that's who they faced. That was the big they had to face in the play-in game. Dario Saric and rookie Jalen Williams. That was the two bigs they faced in the play-in game against the Thunder. That's who Gobert and Towns had to deal with. They're facing the two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic now. Whole different ball game out there. Whole different ball game. So yeah, I didn't I didn't have high hopes for for the Timberwolves after they beat the Thunder. And I'm I would have liked to see the Thunder in it. Get it? We weren't good enough this year. We'll we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back next year. Y'all played well. Y'all played well in the play-in, and the Timberwolves, I think, were the best team overall between how they lost to the Lakers in overtime and then beating beating you guys. I think they played the best out of any team in the in the play-in. I mean, but they- they're versing a different type of beast. It's a different type of level. Like we, I said before the eighth seed game, I was like, whoever wins these games is probably going to lose in the first round, and I would be correct if it wasn't for. A- a back contusion for Giannis Antetokounmpo because that's, that's what put him out and the Heat won game one. That's an unfortunate one, Giannis being out. And now the Heat have lost Tyler Hero. Uh, not quite the the equal value there, but it's still big losses for, for both teams. It does it does help the series out a little bit of maybe the Bucks think, hey, we can survive without Giannis. We can beat Miami. And they get Giannis back for the second round because they're definitely going to need him in the second round against either the Knicks or the Cavs, one or the other that that they'll play there. Or they just like they need Middleton to step up. I know he's been hurt most of the year, but he needs to he needs to try to find a gear in the playoffs. They they certainly need Drew Holiday. I thought Drew was good in Game One, uh, and they need Brooke Middleton Lopez. was really good. Middleton had thirty three in in Game One, so he played sure. he played well. He didn't shot, shot shoot the ball too well, but he played well. But I didn't see. I mean, Jeremy Lambert tweets about Jimmy Buckets in game one. I ain't seen no tweets about 35 points, 11 assists, and five rebounds for Jimmy Buckets. The playoff Jimmy Buckets, as you like to, to call him. He was good in game one. What does that mean for game two? This is what Jimmy Butler does and why he gets a pass, though. He was awful in the play-in game against the Hawks. Absolutely awful. He turned it around against the Bulls. Like, he did turn it around against the Bulls, and he helped uh, stave off to where they they beat the Bulls because of him. But this is what he does. He's inconsistent in the playoffs. He is. So let me see it in game two. And then he's not facing Giannis now. That's helpful. That's definitely helpful, not having to play up against Giannis. But let me see it. Let me see it consistently. Not this, oh, one game, triple-double. The next game, 15 points. Let me see it consistently. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets out here proving Jeremy Lambert wrong. Choke uh, P3. Choke P3 out here making SP3 look right. You'll love to see it. You'll love to see it in the in the first couple of games. I mean, I think we do need to give our predictions for these uh, playoffs because we only really focused on the play-in last week. So we got to give our predictions for all these series. I, I kind I kind of gave my predictions on on Twitter before before it started, but I'll I'll go over it again. Look, Boston and Atlanta. I don't think that's going to be close, and it hasn't been close, uh, at least for Game One. But I don't think it's going to be close at all through that series. That's Boston and four. I like the Bucks and five before the Giannis injury. That changes things. Uh, now I I still got to favor the Bucks, especially with Hero being out. I think it'll probably go six, maybe even seven now. And it, look, if Giannis is back for game two and he's fine, he's healthy, I still like Bucks in five then. Uh, I think they can win. I'm going to take Bucks in six. I think okay. Bucks in six. Give Jimmy Butler 
one more win. One more big game from Jimmy Buckets. Playoff Jimmy. Uh, Celtics, I'm going to say Celtics in uh, five against against oh, the Hawks. I'm going to give Trey one. I'm going to give Trey one. I'm going to give Trey one. I don't give it to Trey at all. If it's anybody, it's going to be like Deontay Murray or somebody. I Trey is – he's there, but I don't know, man. Trey Young. Pick a sweep. No. Out here, out here wearing, wearing Kobe shirts. That's why. That's why I got to – no. he's a Kobe fan, so – Sixers, Sixers and Nets before the. Oh, that's a sweep. That's a sweep. I, I, I thought that uh, the Nets would get one at home. I thought Mikael Bridges would go off at home, and Dinwiddie would go off at home. But otherwise, Sixers at five. That was my original prediction. I, I stand by that. I feel, I feel good about that one. Um, and then Cavs and Knicks. Look, I picked the Cavs before it. It's one game. Knicks look great in, in game one. They managed to pull it off. Jalen Brunson, fantastic, fantastic second half. That's a series where I think people are going to get very ahead of themselves after one game, especially Knicks fans. Uh, they're going to get very ahead of themselves. And the Cavs, that's that's too good of a team to just roll over like that. I think that one could go seven. I like the Cavs to win it, though. I can never, even though I'm from New York, I can never root for the Knicks because the Knicks are the most disgusting professional, I would say professional sports fans out there. They have the worst fans ever. Because they haven't been good for so long that their default is not to love their team. It's to hate on other teams. And preferably teams that win, like my Los Angeles Lakers. I could never root for, for the Knicks. Um, I'm gonna I'm sticking to my prediction of Cavs in seven. I thought game one was very close. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a big game. Like you said, Jalen Brunson uh, really, really showed why he's a most improved candidate and probably the winner that's going to win that award um, with 27 <laughs> points overall he might he might i think it's I think him it's, or him or um um marketing yeah i think marketing's gonna win it yeah it's one of one or the other but he's in the playoffs so that he has the advantage there of course former laker greats uh julius randall with 19 and 10 and josh the hitman hart with 17 and him 10. him being out for game two is big him being yeah. out for game two is big because he's a big part of, of what they do. Like defensively, rebounding, making some timely shots. That was a big pickup for them at the deadline. And like he fits, uh, he definitely fits what Thibodeau loves. And him being out for game two is a tough break for them. Yeah, that's a, that's not what the Knicks want to, wanted to see. But as soon as the Knicks win a game in the garden, we're going to, I'm going to see another damn parade in New York. It's like the series is not. Oh, y'all thought I was much with this one game win over the, the Lakers over the Grizzlies. You should see how it is in New York when the Knicks win a game in Madison Square Garden. So, uh, yeah, I, I got the Cavs in seven. Over in the West, Nuggets and Timberwolves. I had originally Nuggets in five just because I thought. I didn't think the Timberwolves were actually good enough to like beat them. I thought the Nuggets would just have a bad game and just kind of the Nuggets we saw a lot throughout the season. They would just have this poor effort and they they just lost games randomly because of that. I figured they would have some type of just poor effort, inconsistent effort uh, during one of the games and the Timberwolves would win. Otherwise, very clear, the Nuggets are the better team. I'm going to go with the sweep on this one. I'm oh. saying nugget, Nuggets in four. I like that. Uh Lakers in, in Memphis, I told you. Lakers in seven. That was my pick. And I got no reason. It might be shorter if John Morant's out. It might be shorter if John Morant's out. Lakers in six. <laughs> Lakers in six. Like LeBron's number. 
Number six, Lakers in six. Warriors and Kings. I had the Warriors in six. Not feeling great about that one right now, but it's still on the table. It's still on the table. The the Kings are Kings are look, I knew they were good. You don't you you're not the three seed if you're not good. I thought I kind of bought into hey, first time in the playoffs type of thing. Warriors, different animal in the playoffs. I was a little bit a little bit worried uh for, for the Kings. But man, that game one effort was really gritty because they were down ten in like the third quarter, maybe even as yeah. late as the fourth quarter, and they came back to win that game. That was a really gutsy effort by them. And then last night they played really well. If Draymond suspended for game three, that's a that's a huge that's a huge loss for them. I, I'm not gonna just because it's changed now. I won't go against my pick. I'll still pick the Warriors. Do I think they get it? Do I think they win four straight? Probably not. And do I think they win Game Seven on the road? That's gonna be iffy. Um, but I'll I'll stick with I'll stick with my Warriors prediction though. I, I called it before the series. I'm not gonna change it now. Yeah, the, the, that's the only reason I'm going to stick with the Warriors because the first two games make me want to change my pick yeah. and say Kings in six. Uh, my original pick was Warriors in six as well because I don't believe in the Warriors to win a game seven on the road. So, I don't either. Yeah, that's why yeah. I said six. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they would get the split. I thought they would get the split between games one and two and then they would take care of business at home and close it at home and it didn't happen so hey game five they're gonna win game five <laughs> ladies and gentlemen they're gonna win three straight and win. they're gonna win four straight and win in six so you know what I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm gonna say they lose all these sacramento games until game seven and i'm gonna say warriors in seven now and then um sons and clippers like i said sons in four i'm already wrong on that one didn't didn't really buy too much into the Clippers. And I really did. I more than anything, I really bought into the Suns because they, they weren't losing with Kevin Durant. It looked like they'd found everything. I think we've seen at least for the first game. And look, this is what I talked about at the trade deadline SP3. When you tried to say that the Clippers had a terrible trade deadline and they, they made their team worse and all of this stuff. They, what they did was just add pieces Add pieces who can fill roles, who can step up in this spot. Because the Suns, they got their big four. And I thought their big four was going to be good enough. And look, it's only first game, right? It's one game. Suns could easily win the next four. Wouldn't shock me if they won the next four. But what we have seen is through our what we saw in the first game, top four guys played pretty well. Played well. Booker, Durant, Paul, Aiton played well. After that... Not much contributions after that. Not much contributions at all. And then you go over to the Clippers, and what they do at the trade deadline, SB3, they just added people. Added people who can play. Kawhi did his thing. You know Zubak's going to get basically get you. Just knocked over the water. Uh, Zubak's going to get you basically a double-double. Russell Westbrook's not going to shoot the ball well, but he's going to make plays in, in other areas. He's going to rebound. Those offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, I mean, that was the game right there for for the clippers along with his defense um and then they just you get guys like eric gordon who who are knocking down threes you get guys like bones highland who are making plays norman powell like these guys just make plays out there plum whatever plumbly they got They're they make deep. plays they are they they are yes they are deep and that that depth showed up in game one where the suns they really need a big game every single time out from their big four and they can get it. Those four guys are good enough to do it. But if one of them struggles and then you just got a random Eric Gordon, Nate, 
Eric Gordon game where he's just giving you 15, ain't got no, the Suns ain't got no one who was just going to give you that 15. Maybe Torrey Craig gets hot, but campaigns hurt. Campaign would probably be that guy for them. But the, the depth is showing all, game one. I'm still going with the Suns. Again, I'm not going to go with, oh, let me change all my predictions based on one game. I'm still going with the Suns. But we saw how the Clippers can win this series in game one. I'm going with the Suns in six. That was my original prediction. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, they, they're lost in game one doesn't uh, deter me from that because I feel like this is what Chris Paul always does. Yeah, he struggles in like game ones and then he'll have a big game uh, probably in game two and in game three. He'll struggle again later on in the series. Uh, I gave the, the Clippers two wins because of a Kawhi Leonard. And I feel like, you know, the death and Kawhi Leonard having a monster game, 38 points, five rebounds, five assists was the reason that they won game one. So it's going, it's going just how I predicted. And yes, agree Lou, uh, former Laker, great Zubak out here in the streets, winning in game one. You'll love to see it, but Hey, I'm going to go with Suns and six. Anything else from the basketball world that we want to we want to touch on here, SP three? Uh, well, the Mavs getting fined. Uh, that's hilarious. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I mean, that's for... that's pennies to Mark Cuban. Like yeah, whatever. Mark Cuban going to get that off of a, another episode of Shark Tank. It'll yeah, be good. that that's pennies to him. It is hilarious, like because they were so open about it. It's like, oh, we're gonna play. Luca one quarter. We're gonna play him one quarter, and then he's gonna sit. It's like you, you realize what you're just like blatantly saying. You were tanking here. Like you, yep. you're blatantly saying that. It's hilarious. I find it hilarious that the. I think the Mavs. I mean, look, they're the Mavs could have just played Luca, and if they won, they could have just should have just tanked the playing game. Like why? They would have been well, a tenth seed. Like they why? May have, they may have not made the play-in game because OKC did beat Memphis that final. Yeah, game. so so it didn't. So they didn't need to. They just blatantly lost money for nothing. Yeah, Mark Cuban clearly doesn't care. Just like I'm gonna throw all of this away. Anything else from, Tank it, from the taking for when Benyama? They gotta they gotta like win the lottery. That's gonna be the toughest part of that. They just want to keep their top ten pick because it was protected. They wanted the top ten pick. They didn't want to give away pick eleven or twelve. They're like, why are we going to give up pick 11 or 12? We'll just take our top 10 pick. That's all it was. I think the Pistons are going to win the Wemby C stakes. <sighs> Maybe. No, that's no knock on Detroit. Like, they got Cade. He was hurt uh, pretty much all season. You know, I don't like Detroit's franchise. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like them either. I'm a Laker fan. I mean, we they cost us a magic of a, a championship, so. They won a championship, Magic and Kobe. I'll never forget. Uh, man, that is probably the most heartbroken I've ever been about an uh, ending of a Lakers season is when we lost to the Pistons in 04. I've never been so depressed in my life. I I hope the Spurs get him just because I want to see what Greg Popovich does with this man. Pop on his last run with Wimbenyana. That's what I want to see. And then, and then Becky Ham can take over. Yeah, there we go. Fan of that. Yeah. All right, let's get to, you know, there's other playoffs going on starting, started, started last night, SB3. Oh, no, not him. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Caden is here to talk about the NHL playoffs. Hello, Caden. 
thought he was busy. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, SP3. That's why I changed the time to this time. I thought he was busy. <laughs> All right, Caden, what do you what do you have to say? All right, we got the Stanley Cup playoffs going on. I already hate my life. After- Psych! I lied. Our pal Cole Henderson is here, fellow yeah! 2022 yeah! Stanley Cup champion fan. Cole, wow, how you doing? Damn. Buddy? I mean, look, uh, there was nothing personal there. I did not organize any of that run-in, but uh, kayfabe's dead. Uh, wow, that was quite the entry. I was not ready for that. Whoa, coming in hot. Yeah, let's go. Ab start tonight. I'm really excited. Last night was a fantastic beginning to the NHL uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, heard you guys talking basketball earlier, too. Um, sorry, SP3, but uh, my, my, my Celtics are looking pretty good right now. Hey, I ain't mad. I ain't mad at the Celtics. I love to see. I would. I always love to see Celtics Lakers in the finals. I mean, my my favorite all time rivalry in sports. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. uh, You know, many, many, many years down the road when the Lakers finally figure it out and and figure out a way to get to the finals. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, We tied, sir. We are tied in championships. It don't matter. Uh, yeah, well, for now. Uh, so we'll 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 see what happens. Uh, we'll we'll check the score after this year. But uh, but but ho- but hockey hockey is 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 here. It's back. Playoff hockey's the best. The late the two late night overtime games were were wonderful. Jeremy, how you feeling about it? Um. Well, I'm I'm very washed because I tried to watch the games last night. I fell asleep in the middle of the third period between Dallas and Minnesota. And then I woke up and I saw it was overtime and I tried my damnedest to keep my eyes open and I just went back to sleep. A lot of Let celebration me... last night, Cole. I, I got a big promotion and stuff. I was doing a lot of celebration. Now you're big, you're big waking us. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm too good for this playoff hockey. I'm, I don't need any of this. No, I think, uh, you know, I, and, and I get it too, from having done those, uh, worked in hockey for five seasons, having done those late night West coast games, what always happens when you when you work in hockey and you're working that, those nights with those late games is they always it's always the late ones that go to overtime. It's yes. always the late one. Like the first two games, totally like easy breezy. We're done. No, if it's a late game, no, you're going to overtime. You're going to overtime too. No, you're going to be there until four a.m. in the morning cutting yep. highlights. So like <laughs> it's just it's just like the natural law of the land. So. um I will say Pacific uh the, the Pacific time zone is definitely preferable for uh all these all these all these uh crazy playoff uh, uh nights. So um so I don't blame you to say the least. I, I wish that that's that's one of the few times that I wish I was further on the West Coast, just like, oh yeah, playoff hockey. Usually I can, you know, younger, younger days could stay up late. It was fine. Kids, age, just I'm a washed human being. It, you know, if it's a if it's an abs game, I'm staying. I ain't falling asleep during that. If it's not my team, I'm like, all right, I'd like to watch it, but I don't have the the full interest here. The tricky part too is that uh, as soon as the playoffs arrive, all of a sudden both leagues, the NBA and the NHL, love to go. Oh, uh, Colorado is on the West Coast. Um, yeah. No, they're in the Mountain Time Zone. Hello, like that's that's an extra hour. So it's like sometimes they'll have the they'll be having the the abs or or the nuggets start like have like a nine thirty start local time, and it's like, what are you guys doing? Like they're not like the kids got the kids in Colorado are all asleep. They want to watch yeah. the game, even though Comcast doesn't let them. Like they want to watch the game. Okay, so like let like let them watch the game at a reasonable hour. So it's it, it always gets a little weird around this time. Like during the regular season. 
eight o'clock Eastern games, six o'clock local, like makes sense, but nope playoffs change. And it's all of a sudden we've moved Colorado to, to, to California. Yeah, so ten, 10 o'clock start tonight against Seattle. I'm like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, it works well for me for, uh, for having the playoff doubleheader of the Celtics and Avalanche, my two teams, which by the way, I don't recommend this to anybody, but last year, with the Celtics and Avalanche both being in the finals of their respective sports while at the time uh, running a studio in Vegas, my mind was about ready to explode. Uh, I that's, that was a lot. I couldn't handle that. So I, I kind of am hoping for a less stressful uh, playoff season, but uh, I mean, look, the, the Celtics are, well. yes, yes. The Celtics are, you know, one of the favorites in the East. I think the Avs are still probably the favorites in the West, even despite the, the injuries and everything. I, everyone was, I was awake for the first period of Edmonton and LA. And of course the entire timeline is just like, nobody wants to face Edmonton, Edmonton. Like the right now, this is the best team in the league. And then they didn't even win the game. Edmonton's a, I don't know what, what ha- it, that game was so strange uh, last night because they are a different team than they have been the past few years. Like the defense and the goaltending has always been an issue with Edmonton they kind of figured it out. They did the Matias at home trade. They've been really good since the new year started. Skinner's been great in goal. And somehow they managed to do like, they managed to just like go back to the script of what they've done in the playoffs, which is they get leads and they have trouble holding on to them. And I don't understand how they, how that, how that happens to them on home ice too. Um, Credit to the Kings, though the Kings are were have been well overlooked in this series, and we'll definitely we'll, we'll dive into it deeper, I'm sure. But um, having just watched the Kings live when the Avs came through town here, that's a good hockey team, and like that's Can, probably in the Western Conference is probably my favorite series. Everyone is uh, all the Avs fans that I follow. Like first period, it's like oh Adrian Kempe has just decided to pass up all these open shots that he takes against the Avs, where he always seems to score. And then he decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to take these shots. And then he keeps scoring. I mean, they tied it with 13 seconds left in the game, go to overtime, and they win it in overtime. Now, I, I did watch the highlights of that game. I still like Edmonton to win that series, but hey, the Kings Kings took game one. There's going to be, there's the, Connor McDavid is inevitable. Yeah. Um, he is hockey's Thanos. Um at the end of the day, he's going to have a game where he just decides, all right, I'm going to have a casual five-pointer. Just two goals, three assists, call it a day. I'll toss in an empty net or two. Like, at the end of the day, the Kings don't have the firepower to deal with a barrage of Connor McDavid going crazy. Um, but it, but you, you mentioned the key guy, Adrian Kempe. You want to talk about uh, players that got the dog in them. It's Adrian Kempe in this series has is going to be so crucial. It was one of those things that uh, when I was at the game in, 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 in LA here against the abs and he had two goals in that game. And all of a sudden they're like, Oh yeah. It's just like, he's got like 35 plus goals. I'm like, Adrian Kempe is like a 40 goal scorer now. Like that's insane. Like, what is he doing? And that line that uh, he's on with Kopitar is like, they, they were scoring all of the points for the Kings and just dominating the game when I was watching it. I was like, okay, so they, they've got a line to know uh, is obviously going to go out there and play against McDavid. Uh, this is the most interesting Western conference series. A lot of the other ones, like, I mean, I think the abs and Kraken are, are the second most, but the other ones like kind of, kind of put me to bed. I mean, stars wild puts me to bed, but that's just <laughs> because we play them all the time. 
yeah uh and i mean it's the wild who could who wants to watch uh, you want to talk about franchises that like inspired nothing i'm sorry <laughs> for for all those who do root for the wild but like they're just the most boring team they've been the most boring team they get they they somehow make caprizov boring like i don't uh, they just stay and also from working in hockey and having to hear about how minnesota is the state of hockey all the time and like they play Nonsense. the abs like five times a year um gets a little annoying after a while so you could say i'm a little triggered by that but you know i don't know they don't inspire anything for me i think that their their win last night was was crazy they had no business winning that game but but uh they snuck out with it Uh, like the goalie made a save with like like the knob of the stick like he didn't even mean to save it and and just it happened to hit it otherwise it's going into a wide open net and then they score three minutes later so uh prediction okay let's do quick predictions and then we'll talk about uh the abs so prediction in the edmonton and la series i've got let's see actually hold on i've got this all written up i can't remember if i have them in six or seven but i think the i think the oilers again Connor mcdavid is he's too good like at the end of the day the kings don't have enough firepower to match it um i do believe that here we go I've, okay i've got i've got oilers in six so yeah okay. i think Maybe that changes based on the fact that I feel like the Kings really stole one in game one. Um, yeah. I mean, they played two very subpar Let's go periods. Kings. Yeah. The most, you know, and I, I gotta tell you that that environment at, at, at crypto arena is great. I mean, the, 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 the Kings, uh, everything with the Kings presentation is really great. So I'm uh, trying I'm to get come SB- out to crypto. The crypt- I'm, come tr- out to crypto. <laughs> I'm trying to get SV three into the hockey here. Last, Last year, I tried to get you to jump on the Pittsburgh bandwagon. You know, they're not in the playoffs this year, but can you jump on the Kings bandwagon then? I, mean, I, I, don't can, know I probably be... can. I can you got to watch some SP3 is going to be sitting next to Will Farrell right there in the front row. Yeah. You've got to watch some playoff hockey. SP3. I will say, I do object to, uh, and, and I noticed they didn't do this during the Colorado game, but I do have to object to their use of uh, of cartman um from south park yeah all of their, oh that always, pissed me off so much he always goes go he, he's always one of the ones they use for their go kings go chant yeah and i'm just like guys south park is in colorado you can't can, can, you can't can matt so- trey like not step in here and be like what are we doing Hey, Matt and Trey probably have a house in Los Angeles. That's probably, so. yeah. I mean, they, they, I would assume, are the Kings fans. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, guys, logistics here. Like, they yeah. root for the Broncos in South Park. Why would they root for the Kings, you know? like that There's also sense. an episode. Uh, it's the when the old people are driving on the road episode uh, early season of Cartman when they're out playing street hockey. Cartman is the goalie wearing number 33, pretty famous Colorado goaltender who wore 33. So... There, there are Avs fans. That was well. for they, Goldberg. <laughs> they did the episode. They, they did. They did the episode where the uh, they played the Red Wings and they had the Avs players there too. Stanley's Cup. That's um, true. That's they true. did that I episode. Remember that one. All right. So we both we both got the Oilers in that one. Wild and Dallas. Besides nobody, can they both lose? Yeah. Can we just like not? How about that? Like just yeah. let's just forfeit both of these teams. No, I think. Um, I think ultimately the the stars are going to win that series. Jake Ottinger is uh, ridiculous. Um, and, and if anyone needs proof, just go watch game seven from last year against my honorary Canadian team, the Calgary Flames. Um, they, Ottinger in that game had 70, say like 60 or 70 saves in that game seven. And like, it wasn't one of those games where they were just like, 
throwing pucks at him. And like, it was just like, Oh, let me just cash a lot of high quality chances. The only reason that game seven went to overtime was Jake, Jake Ottinger was Greg Jennings with the broken leg, putting the team on his back. He was incredible. So, and he's been incredible all year this year. And he was great in the overtime uh, last night too. Really that the chance that he gave up, was there was nothing, nothing he could have done about that. Um, just a loose puck that goes to a wild guy in the front of the net with nobody around him. And he's just like, okay, cool. Uh, bye. Um, but I think the stars in six, I think the wild cooled off a little bit um, towards the end of the year. Um, and I, and I think the, the stars, they just, they, they find ways to, they've been finding ways to win um, all year and, 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 and home ice, for them is going to help a lot seeing as uh, they, they accumulated a lot of loser points to, to get that spot. So, um, you know, they've been finding ways to keep games close and, and find finding ways to, to get goals in the end. So I think the stars are one in six. I don't like Minnesota. I was, I was happy the abs got the division because I kind of didn't want to play Minnesota in the first round. One, it's just an mm-hmm. annoying matchup uh, and I don't want to lose to Minnesota above anybody else. Um, I kind of like Minnesota in seven in this series that was my i mean prediction yeah i think they again like if they if they're able to tap into what they did uh kind of down the like before the last couple weeks of the season where they cooled off if they're able to tap into that stretch they were playing some really amazing hockey and they were beating some really good teams so uh but also there are parts of that streak that were a little unsustainable like ryan reeves turning into a elite goal scorer (laughs) Um, which is a little strange. So, uh, but you know, they can't, they can't turn on. It's a very even series. Uh, Vegas and Winnipeg. I got the jets. I got, the I like jets it. In this one. I like that. I, th- I think the jets, the, uh, the jet season's weird. It's, you can split it into three parts. Kind of reminds me of, um, uh, which Av season there. there I want to say it was the, it was the Av season where they lost to the sharks in the second round in game okay. seven. Uh, where the Avs came out of the gates uh, playing really good hockey. They had just come off their surprise playoff appearance against Nashville. Um, and then in the middle of the year, they just, they, they kind of stunk. Um, we're below, we're below 500 team for a good 30 games. And then last month of the season, the Avs kind of figure it out. And then they go into that first round series against Calgary, same spot where the jets are second wild card spot. Um, they went and, and played the flames and, and took care of business uh, in, in five games. Um, and, and, and it was just all of a sudden it was like, Oh, the best players on the ice are going to be the best players on the ice. Um, so I think the jets have a chance to do something really similar here, partly because I think they figured it out down the stretch. Um, they, they, they went through a really weird lull in the middle of the season. I think they really figured it out. Connor Hellebuck is a clear as day goaltender advantage in this series where Vegas might trot out Jonathan quick, uh, which playoff quick. That, don't doubt playoff Jonathan. Quick. I don't know if you've looked at the calendar recently, <laughs> but it is April 18th, 2023. Uh, this is, this is not, this is not 2014. This is not, you know, the 2011. So I don't, I don't, I, I have huge question marks for, for Vegas and goal. And while they are getting Mark stone back, which is huge. What are you going to get out of him? He hasn't played all year. Is it going to be rust or is he going to just be Kucherov? Uh, I don't know. So I, I like the jets to make the upset here in six games. I think um, when the jets are clicking, the Kyle Connors, the Mark Shifley's of the world are, are really getting it done. 
they're they're a tough team. They are a tough team to beat when they have it rolling. So and Connor Hellbuck can get hot. So I like the Jets in six. I'm also rooting for Winnipeg because Kenneth Cleaner Omega did the narrow reaches. <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to Kenny Omega. So I'm rooting for Winnipeg. I. I, I respect the Winnipeg pick. I think it's closer. I think actually a lot of people kind of feel it is closer than kind of casuals like, oh, Vegas, they, they were the best team. Like they're they're going to win and everything. I'm still going Vegas in six. I think they're, they're the better team. Mark Stone, I don't know what we're going to get out of him, but I imagine, I think he'll, I think he'll be all right. The goaltending thing is, is definitely a worry, but I'm not, I'm not as sold on Hellebuck in the playoffs as it seems like a lot of people are. So that's sort of uh my my feeling on that one. I think Vegas uh, gets it done. Uh, Eastern Conference, Boston and Florida. Boston did take a 1-0 lead last night. Boston's been, you know, for a team that's set a bunch of records and is the best team in hockey after the regular season, it's kind of interesting the way that they did it. You know, in, in hockey, you get caught on nights where you don't play, you don't play your best game. And the good teams find ways to win more of those games than not. The Bruins just decided, no, we're just going to win every game we don't play well in. I don't understand how they did. They had a game against Calgary where like they had eight shots in the third period or like, like going into the third period and Calgary had like 40 or 50 and they still won the game. Like the Bruins have been the Kings of just figuring out how to win all these tight hockey games and all these games where they don't play well, which in the regular season usually isn't sustainable, but is a skill you need come playoff hockey time. So now that we're here, the Bruins should scare the living daylights out of everyone uh, because they are deep. They're sitting guys who have plus 40 plus 50 uh, in their plus minus differential. Like they're in the press box healthy. That's crazy. Um, I mean, they've been put like they, they've got fourth, like fourth line guys who are either on the third or fourth line or in the, once again, healthy scratches with 15 goals. Like, what are we doing here? And they they won game one without Patrice Bergeron. Again, they didn't play great. They didn't play no. like Florida. Florida came in and, and really tried to play their game, but Boston has a way of just kind of keeping you on the outside and managing a game. They've got the veterans, too, that have obviously been there and done that. Uh, they obviously know that the leash is, it's, it's, it, this, this road's coming to an end at some point for the Bruins. Like, Bergeron's not getting any younger. They have David Krejci again. Uh, you know, Brad Marchand's getting older. They've got a, if not now, I, I'm not sure when, uh, again. So uh, I, I I originally picked Bruins in, in five, but I wouldn't be surprised if this would be a sweep. Yeah, I, I thought Bruins in, in four, I they'll be tested in the second round. Florida, they were kind of a, a disappointment all season. They were disappointment last season when they should have, done better than they did uh, mm. once they got into the playoffs. I not sold on, on Florida at all. We needed Florida to take the president's trophy curse away from us. You know, like nobody wins yeah. the Stanley <laughs> cup when you win the president's trophy. And they were like, Oh, abs, you go, you guys, you guys are going to win this year. You guys are having an historic year. We're just going to take the president's <laughs> trophy away. So that way you guys have the clear, you know, clear advantage to get to the cup. So we appreciate Florida Panthers. Thank you. Um, you really did us a service last year and we appreciate everything you're doing uh, down there in sunshine, Florida. Carolina and New York, uh, the Islanders. Uh, Carolina took a 1-0 lead last night. You want to – I tell you what, I was like, all right, the playoffs start today. Let's go. What's the first they game open. on task? <laughs> Hurricanes, 
Islanders. Um, look, I, I, I know I uh, living living in the New York area. I know Islanders fans. I know they love their team. These two teams couldn't play more boring hockey, um, in, in, in my opinion, especially without uh, Svechnikov for the Hurricanes, who really brings the razzle-dazzle to that team. I mean, there are re- I mean, there's no doubt the Hurricanes are a very good, very structured team. Doesn't mean I have fun watching them, but they are they do the hockey thing very good. So I think, and, and the same thing with the Islanders. They play a very similar game. I feel like they're looking in the mirror, and the Hurricanes are a little bit of a better version of of each other. But I got this one going seven. Because I, okay. I, I think I, I think at the end of the day, because they just mirror each other so much, the the off, any any chance that any any of those teams has an off night, the other team's going to capitalize. So I think the Hurricanes do win in seven. I think it's a, just a classic grinded out Hurricane series. Wouldn't be surprised if Game Seven goes to overtime and they they find a goal. So like I I say seven, and normally I feel like with these predictions, it's like oh seven game series, it's going to be exciting. It's eh, not going to be the most exciting seven game series you've ever seen in your life, but. I think the Hurricanes win in seven. I got Carolina uh, in six. New Jersey and New York, the Rangers. Needs to be a fun series. I'm really looking forward to the series. Boy, I'm excited to talk about these next two. But this one, I mean, it's been it's been long enough that we haven't had the Devils and Rangers in a playoff series. And, uh, you know, Ra- Ranger fan, having been around mostly Ranger fans, I mean, they love they love their their hockey team, and that atmosphere is electric at the Garden. Let's go Rangers! Um, how's how's Romeo feeling? SB three. Uh, he sounds nervous about, about be. going against uh, the Devils, but the, the Rangers is one of the few teams, along with the the New York Yankees, that I actually root for from New York. Because I, I I like Rangers fans a lot more than I like Knicks fans or Jets fans or Giants fans. So it's one of the rare teams that I. Root I, for I you know what I would tend to agree. I would agree with that on on all aspects of of the New York fandom. Um, don't I, I don't no one no one needs to get me started on a rant about Mets fans. I don't. I mean, oh, I don't, do don't, don't get me started. I don't. On wanna, our I, Mets I don't. Fans. I don't want to do it. SB three. I don't want to do it. Mets fans, or what I said about the Knicks fans earlier about them being so depressed because they don't have good teams, they just turn into the biggest haters of the of the a team that actually wins in New York. And I grew up with Mets fans, and it annoys me to no end. If you're not from Queens, I don't think you should be a Mets fan. But every fan that I meet that's a Mets fan is not from Queens. That's what annoys me the most. But as far as New York Rangers versus New Jersey Devils. I'm going with the New York Rangers because all New Yorkers know that the light at the end of the tunnel, we are so depressed in New York because we know the light at the end of the tunnel is New Jersey. So we're not going there. Yeah. New York Rangers for the win. Yeah. I tell you, it's, uh, you know, yeah. With, with, with Mets fan, the way I uh, describe Mets fans, I go, if the team is bad, they're complaining. If the team is winning, they're complaining more. Um, yes. <laughs> And this is coming from a Red Sox fan who should like, I, I would be like, oh, the Yankees, like that's the, but like Yankees fans didn't bother me. I, and and maybe it was just because I do more Mets fans. Um, but uh, yes, not Lil Mets. I love that. Um, so anyways, Rangers and Devils. What a great series. This series is going to be awesome. Um, these teams both have a lot of firepower. The Devils, man. The Devils can score. The Devils yeah, are a fun team to watch they remind me of like they they i feel like they finally had like 
that that season where McKinnon figured it out. Yes, is a lot of like Jack what Hughes. Jack what Jack yep. Hughes is going through, and Nico Heischer. I mean, talk about what a what a great uh, like time for them to the, both of their number one picks have panned out. Nico Heischer is one of the best two way centers, young two way centers in the game. Um, the trade for Timo Meyer elevated that team to another level. Boy, this series is going to be really good. It just, you know, it, it really is going to come down to if the Rangers um, can score consistently. They have the defense. They have, uh, you know, if, if their defense is healthy and it's not just Adam Fox, you got Lindgren. Um, and, uh, oh, God, I'm I'm forgetting. Um, I'm, the name is escaping me. Um, uh, there's, there's another defense. I'll, I'll figure it out. Anyways, their, their defense is very good at, at activating and being offensive. And that helps them so much. Um, they've got the guy, uh, the Patrick train, uh, the Patrick Kane trade has been mixed results. I think, I think that's fair to say it's hard to fit a guy who's played for one team for his entire, like basically his entire career and be like, okay, now you're on the top six. Um, so it can be, uh, Ke- uh, Keandre Miller. I-, I apologize for forgetting his name. Keandre Miller is definitely one of my favorite players that's that's playing right now. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I will be rooting for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, my best friend in the world who lives who lives in Jersey, who I used to work with at NH- at the NHL Network. Uh, with he uh, he is a diehard Devils fan. He's been waiting for this for a long time. I, when I did live in the the Northeast, Jersey City is where I lived for four years. So I got to represent the New Jersey Devils. It's the path series. I I love it. This is like, let's put it this way. Sparks are going to fly in this series and they're going to be fist thrown. And like, that's just, that's when hockey's at its best. This is going to be a classic Northeast sports series. You you, you love to see it. All right. Who's your pick? Come on, Cole. Devils in seven. Devils in seven. Okay. You said you're rooting for the Devils. I didn't know if that meant you were picking. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. I, I, I I should have also prefaced that I'm picking the Devils in seven, but would not be surprised if the Rangers win. I, I want this to go seven. I really do want this to go seven. I like Devils in seven as well. And then kind of the big one, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Kaden wants to come on and talk about Toronto and Tampa Bay. Sure. You got 30 seconds. There you go. Kaden. I'm I'm sorry, Kaden. That was all Jared. It was not me. I did not. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no one knew about it. No one knew about it. I'd plan that all myself. I didn't let any, I didn't clue anybody into this stuff. Uh, Toronto Tampa Bay is a rematch from last year's first round where Tampa ended up winning in game seven. This is a worse Tampa team than we've seen in the last few years. They've lost that whole like third line. That was amazing for them. Barkley Goudreau, Blake Coleman. Uh, they lost Andre Palat. They lost Yanni Gord to Seattle in the expansion draft last year. A lot of their depth pieces are gone. Tanner Janot, who they acquired at the deadline is also going to be out. So this is probably the worst Tampa team in, um, I would say probably like eight, seven to eight years at this point. However, it's Toronto. What can go wrong will go wrong. Toronto will not win. I'm taking Tampa Bay in seven because they're going to win in Toronto. They're going to break every Canadian's heart. They're going to take down the Maple Leafs. I get to watch Steve Dangle lose his mind once again. Goodbye, Toronto. I hope you lose. I love to drink those Toronto Maple Leafs tears. I respect it. I respect it. You made good use of your time, Kaden. He did. Good job. Promo. Good promo. Yeah, I love that. Kaden can cut a promo. He won't clip it for himself to use on social media, <laughs> but he can cut a promo. 
second. Well, let me tell. Let me tell you. Uh, you know, we we Canadian. I obviously as as a as I like to tout often uh, my honorary Canadian status after having worked in hockey for several years. Um, let me tell you something about hockey media and the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm ready for this. <laughs> um, you know, you think it gets annoying with like hearing like uh like us like a Stephen a and skip talk about lebron james or tim tebow and all this stuff right let me tell you about canadian media and the toronto Ma- i'm sorry toronto maple leafs okay it is non-stop if the maple leafs win the game they're the greatest team on planet earth if they lose a game it's blow up the team every single day it is like if you think like if you can like the my, my best analogy is like in American media like any LeBron coverage you either love it or you hate it right like it's so polarizing. Canadians with the Maple Leafs, and it's because Sportsnet and TSN are there in Toronto. Like it gets to another level where like we're working there and we're just like okay, can the Leafs just lose? I'm sick of hearing about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like I'm done. But you know, like it is. You, you haven't really, you really haven't experienced like true Canadian sports media until you, you ingest it for a little bit and get all their Toronto Maple Leafs coverage. Cause let me tell you, it is, it's something to watch. It's, it's okay, amazing. So, I love it. I, I love right. every year when the Leafs eventually lose in the first round. I love watching everybody freak out and say, I'm never going to cover the Leafs again. I'm done. This is it. I'm not coming back. And then three months later, like they're back. All right. The Maple Leafs are going to win the Stanley cup this year. It's our year. <laughs> Kyle Dubas is a God. Not wrong. These, these are all facts. Oh. All facts. Who are you picking Cole? Okay. If, if it if it is not this year, it's never going to happen. Yeah, it's it's not never happening. going to. The Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> let's put it this way: the Toronto Maple Leafs. There is no reason they should not be in the Stanley Cup Final this year. Their team has never been better than it has been this year, and it's not going. I don't think they can get any better or deeper. If they are not going to win this year, I don't. I they they are they are going to inevitably be just a joke. And and just like Caden said, this Tampa team is at its weakest it's been. The, the, there are no excuses. They've known they're they're going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning for the last four months. They there's no excuse. The Maple Leafs, they have to win the series. I'm going to pick the Maple Leafs because if it's not going to be this year, it's not going to happen. And if it doesn't, I'm gonna I'm it's. It, I also go watch the the Bruins uh, Maple Leafs fan reaction videos. Those are always really fun to watch. Uh, where from a few years ago when they were up four one and then they blew the lead. Um, yeah, so it's got to be the Leafs here. Also, shout out. I see I see Phil in the chat talk about Chicago legend Patrick Patrick Kate. So yes, we need to shout out Chicago Phil over that. But uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, you got to win. If not now, when? I I thought it was going to be the last year for the Maple Leafs. I was yeah. down on Tampa. A little bit last year for similar reasons of like, oh, they've lost some depth pieces, two straight cup runs. At some point, it's got to come to an end. The Maple Leafs were playing well. They had a good team last year. Of course, Tampa goes to the finals. This year, it's very similar, except Tampa is even worse. And another cup run, another finals run to their, their resume, more games on all those top guys. Toronto, even better than they were last year. I have to, I'm with you, Cole. 
if it's not this year for Toronto, just trade everybody. Just admit that like this is not going to work and restock every piece of cupboard. Get whatever you can for Matthews, Nylander, Marner, whoever you have on the team. Just deal them and let them let them prosper somewhere else instead of holding them captive in Toronto. I I think it's interesting that as of July 1st, the Tampa or the Toronto Maple Leafs can sign Austin Matthews to an extension. That's when it will kick in. He's a free agent in the summer of 2024. I think that's going to add into the mental game here for Toronto. I, I think everybody knows Dubis is in a contract year. He is not re-signed as the general manager. This is it. Like, if you do not win this series, Matthews is very likely not staying in Toronto. Kyle Dubas is very likely not the GM in Toronto. Sheldon Keefe is probably fired as the coach. I don't even think Kyle Shanahan's back as the president. I think everybody's gone. So I'm a little worried of Toronto and that locker room, if they can handle the mental, if they have the mental capacity to handle the stress of the series. And based on the last three years, I've never seen them play well under pressure. Oh yeah, Kane's gonna if, gloat. So if not much. now, when man? And and last year, like that was that was the Eastern Conference Final. They they were the two best yeah. teams in the East yes. by far. Like that was that was gonna decide who would eventually play the Abs because the Abs were also just so far beyond better than everybody else in the Western Conference. I feel like after the first round, we knew where we were going. Um, this year, I don't quite feel the same there because obviously the Bruins are hanging out there. But Toronto, come on, come on, y'all, come Get on, together. Get oh, it if together. They, if, if they lose game one, it's going to be just a meltdown Woo! city. Oh, meltdown no. city. It's oh, going to be amazing. Caden, you you were texting me last night of you're mad at Dallas and the world. What's what's wrong? Before I kick you oh. off again so Cole and I can talk abs. So I, I have three teams in hockey that I think I've talked about here, and they go in a ranking. It's the Montreal Canadiens as my number one diehard Blue Blanc Rouge. Number two, the Florida Panthers. We're about to get swept by the Boston Bruins. I don't care about them this year. They're thrown out the window. Number three is the Dallas Stars. That's the team I'm riding. This team played such a good, like, two. (laughs) how long was that at that point? 100 minutes almost? 80 minutes? I can't do math. It was a lot of time. Jake Ottinger standing on his head. I'm up at 1.30 in the morning watching this game. And motherfucking Miller, call is it Colin Miller? This empty-headed dumb fuck turns the puck over on a horrible bounce. Nothing went right. They all need to be apologizing to Otter. Every Stars t- player needs to be apologizing to that man. Y'all had like two power plays in second OT and could not score. Why is it that every year in the playoffs, the Dallas Stars can't score a goal? I hate this team. I hate hockey. I hate it. Sorry, Kaden. Sorry. <sighs> I don't have much sympathy <laughs> for you, honestly. I'm going to be truthful. Sorry that your team sucks and that Dallas can't figure it out. I do. I, I am sorry they lost to Minnesota. That's unfortunate. But, you know, it's the battle. Pick better teams to root for. How about that? Pick better teams to root I, for. I still got, I, I still got Dallas. three of them. Like, yeah, who has really. Teams in any league, like who right. does that? True. <laughs> Two of my teams are perpetually terrible. So stick with them. You don't get three teams at this. Exactly. 
I stuck through the Lakers through the through the non Kobe years. Oh, I injured Kobe years. I stuck. I stick to Montreal is my number one diehard. I stick to that team even when we're like losing. I'm like Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard. Yes, you love them so much that you adopted two other teams. Hi, Harlem. Yeah, she look, look at that is the face of someone who does not understand how someone gets three teams in hockey, just like driving crazy. This is marking all over herself of like, how can he do this? How can he? It's not it's fair. All, it's all it's personal fair. connections. I trained, I learned how to play hockey. Good talk, Caden. <laughs> yes. Big pop. Yes. <laughs> Out right, the barbershop Cole. window. All right. Super Cole. kick. We, time to get serious here. Yeah. We, we, we yeah, start the defense of the 2022 Stanley Cup championship tonight it's been a long season it hasn't been there were some ups and downs right that we lost to chicago and like we were like out of a playoff spot it was like january or something very down on the team it was bad loss against chicago uh but end of the day came back won the division there good to go and now here we are against seattle we don't have landis cog for we haven't had him all season don't have him for the playoffs that's good i think it's going to show up big in the playoffs more than it did in the regular season. Otherwise for the first time all year, relatively healthy until I'm sure Kale McCarr tails and tears an ACL tonight. Sorry for putting that in the universe, but I mean, look, it's been that kind of year for this team. Okay. It's been that kind of year. Don't do that to me, Jeremy. Don't do that to me, Jeremy. Don't you do it. It's been that kind of year. It's been that kind of year. How are we feeling going into the first round against Seattle? You know, Watching, obviously, this is this is a very this is a very different Abs team than the Abs have had the last couple of years. Um, obviously, like last year and, and the year before as well, uh, they were so deep and so ridiculously talented. Like you would just turn on the game, and the game would be over in the first ten minutes because they'd already have two or three goals, and they would just they would just run play the entire game. And I mean, the depth on those Kadri. Burakovsky, Val Nichushkin, all, all the way down to the, the Darren Helms, the Coglianos. And then you look at the defense and you've got Eric Johnson playing on the third pair and you have uh, uh, Manson just, just destroying people and then suddenly scoring goals. They were so deep. Uh, the one thing that they struggled with those last two years, in my opinion, in the position that they were weakest at uh, was goaltending. Um, I think obviously Grubauer benefited a lot from just a team that was able to just run play so much and keep, keep this like there weren't high danger, high, high danger scoring chances against him because the abs had the puck all the time. You couldn't get the puck against the abs. They would just, they would just be running the game and you'd be chasing them the entire game. Um, same thing with Darcy Kemper. I think Darcy Kemper was at times very good. And at times he'd be giving up goals where you're like, huh? What are you, what is going on, dude? He was so in and out. Where this team differs, they don't run play like they used to. In fact, they're they're playing a lot of games where they're chasing. Um, but they have McKinnon, they have Rantanen, and God forbid you take a penalty on the Avalanche. They're gonna score on you. Like their power play is a machine. Uh, especially when Kale McCarr is back there. And you have McKinnon and Randon on both sides. It's like you just you just can't give up a power play to the Avalanche. So their five on five game isn't quite as good as it used to be. Their power play is great. Georgiev has been out 
outstanding this year. He has, I mean, uh, the they give up a lot of high danger chances a game now, and 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 Georgiev has been the most consistent player for the Avalanche this whole year. They don't win the division. They probably the, without Georgiev, they might be in the wild card spot. Um, as far as like, I think they make the playoffs, but without Georgiev, they don't they don't win the division. Um, and is that am I saying Georgiev is the best goaltender in the playoffs? By no means, no, but he is the reason that the avalanche are going to have a chance to, to keep this going. I don't think they're as good as they, they were last year. Um, Landis cog being out really sucks. <laughs> really sucks. They really miss him. And especially in a playoff series where you need that leadership when things go awry and you need that person to go um, do the dirty work. That's a huge piece that's missing. So am I feeling optimistic that they can get, to the Western Conference Finals and the Finals, absolutely. I think they're still one of the top teams. You, they're, any series that they go in, they they have the three best players on the ice in every series. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're gonna like your chances with McCarr, Ranton, and, and McKinnon. So, as far as this series go, I, I think it's gonna be a six game series because I think the Kraken are gonna have a couple games where they get red hot scoring, and the Avs are gonna have a little trouble kind of keeping up with that. But ultimately, I think the experience comes into play. I think the goaltending will come into play here. Um, I have the abs in six. I'm not too concerned about Seattle. It's going to be like, they, they're not running through the the entire conference like they did last year where they lost two games in three rounds. That's, yeah. that's unhappening. It's not that team. Like you said, like no Kadri, no Burakovsky, Landis Cog's the big loss. A JT Confer had a nice season, but I was a little disappointed. They didn't go out, get a, surefire second line center either just a second line guy at all like Lars Eller fine player like a good little depth piece but the the depth scoring I'm a little bit concerned about Val needs to Val needs to pick up the scoring in the playoffs he did that last year I have some hope that he can do it again this year Lekkanen he's good for a couple of uh, big goals the defense finally getting healthy I think there was a uh, one of the abs writers um, said like since November they haven't had their top six defenseman and like nope. somebody has just been in and out of the line and the one night they were supposed to get get them all back was like some game in like january and then mccarr was sick that night and manson ended up getting hurt in that game and then manson missed the rest of the re- rest of the regular season so we haven't had our top six which looked like the best top six in the league coming into the season we haven't had that top six all season we're finally getting them back for the playoffs that that's helpful the scoring like the depth the depth isn't there like it was last year when Burakovsky was playing third line minutes or even uh, healthy scratch some games in the playoffs. Like it's not there. New hook and Confer got a Confer stepped up last year in the playoffs. Got to do that again this year. New hooks got to prove something. But like you said, we got, we got McKinnon. We got Miko. We got McCarr. They're going to be the three best guys on the ice. Most nights. The only exception is if we ever play Edmonton and they got dry McDavid and throw anybody else out there. Yeah, <laughs> just, just, McDavid. yeah just just McDavid. Just yeah, McDavid. yeah. That's Dry, the, that's the good, but he but he falls right he falls right behind those guys. Right. Um. So I, I'm not super concerned about Seattle. It'll be tougher. It's the longer series. It's the second, third, potentially the the fourth that I definitely get a little bit more concerned. I'm with you on Gorgiev. I was sold on him. The it was early season game. 
shootout victory against the Rangers. You know, his big yep. his return to New York, yep. and he does the big fist pump after he saves the game for him. And I was like, all right, I'm in on him. And for the most part, all season he's played he's played great. He's had his bad games. What goalie doesn't have a bad game? But from start to finish, he's played great. I, I really like where we're at with him in the playoffs. Like you said, the past two years, Grubauer, Kemper, they've been fine. But all they needed to be was fine because that defense and that forecheck was so strong. And it's not quite the same this year. We got playoff proven guys. I think Lekkanen and, and Val are two guys you don't want to mess with in the playoffs. They're going to make living hell on, on the other teams. We'll get by Seattle. We'll see where we're at after that. J- yeah, J- J- JT Comper is definitely the X factor. Um, and he, I feel like all the playoff runs, it was like him and, and Tyson Joseph for a long time were like the guys who were just like kind of coming up with these key clutch goals that were kind of out of nowhere. Um, Comfort's going to be in that role. Newhook is definitely going to be in that role. I think uh, his season, Newhook's had probably the most interesting season out of out of everybody. I think there were a lot of expectations for him to just kind of like, okay, you're taking Kadri's spot. You're like the high skill guy. Like you are the second line center. And he's kind of had to figure out how to kind of well-round his game so that he can do a little bit of everything. And he's kind of, he spends a lot of time on like the third or even the fourth line, but he, you know, he's, he's got the skill to kind of come out of nowhere. All of a sudden on a two on one, like if he's on a two on one, I trust him to score. Um, so, you know, I think he's going to have an interesting, uh, interesting playoff series. I really, I really want Sam Girard to have a good playoff run. That's really what I want to see. Um, cause He's a good player, but it always seems like when he gets to the playoffs, he gets physically outmatched or he gets beat up. Obviously, last year he got checked in the corner and his sternum broke his sternum. Down. Yeah. So, you know, the size seems to end up becoming an issue around this time of year, but he's such a terrifically skilled player. I want to see him have a good run. And if he has a good run and Kale McCarr plays anything like he did uh, last year in the playoffs, has are going to be pretty I mean, we good. got. We got the young goat, Bo Byram, who had an up and down. Bo season. Byram, oh my gosh! But last year in the playoffs, last year in the playoffs, he really stepped up big. He just, and then he just spent st- all summer drunk as hell. Bless that man. <laughs> his 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 uh his weakest attribute is just availability. He just keeps getting hurt, right? But like when yeah. he is out there, I mean, he is incredible, and he drives he drives the play. He he runs he he kind of runs the ship. He does play as basically Kale McCarr's replacement when Kale's not playing. Um. Yeah, he was incredible last year. His his performance definitely is. A, it was one of those under the radar because there were just so many heroic performances between Kadri and Valdichushkin uh, last year, and obviously the big the big guns as well. So no Landeskog though. That really hurts. Really, it's, really, it's, really hurts. It's tough. Uh, Cole, we'll get through this together. Win or lose, no. we'll we'll get through this. And I'm confident. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about Seattle. And then I say that, and then they'll go down one nothing tonight and the wife will just like leave the house or Chuck should kick me out of the house and she'll just be like, Nope, not dealing with you. It's that I can't, that I can't save you from Jeremy that I can't do anything. <laughs> I can, I can, I can console you on the avalanche and how they're doing. I can't help you there. I cannot help you there. It'll be one nothing five minutes into the game. And I was like, it's over. Season's over. That's it. Over. All this for nothing. Just toss the TV what are we out doing? the window. Just, yep. just huck it. Yep. Just yeah, get it out of exactly. here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to they're gonna still be tough to stop. And, and of course, once you win the cup, it's all, it, it's there is a mental advantage there. So uh, I feel good. I feel good. And this is the most 
favorable matchup I think they could have gotten between, yeah, that, between Dallas, Minnesota, and Winnipeg. I'd much rather play the Kraken. Oh, I was very happy that they ended up beating Nashville. You know, we're up 3-1. It looked like, oh, cruise control. And then Nashville comes back and McKinnon's like, fuck this. I want Seattle in the first round. Not, I love when McKinnon has those goals. <laughs> when McKinnon has those just, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do yeah. something crazy and <laughs> win the game. I mean, he, and he did that against the, the, the Blues last year in game five when he had that ridiculous goal. Oh, and then they gave the goal up a minute later. And I was like, guys, you ruined it. That was... Besides game game uh, five against Tampa Bay, which they lost four fucking games the entire playoffs last year, there wasn't too much to get upset. They about, were really good. They were so good. They were year. they were really good. You would not be able to tell. SP three knows he was he did a show with me every week, uh, even though the Avs were winning all these games, and, and the wife certainly knows. Like you would not be able to tell the team was basically cruising in the playoffs based on my mood and demeanor, yes. but. Yeah, game game five against St. Louis was was definitely the the worst one besides yep. game five against Tampa Bay, where it's like, oh, we could have won the cup tonight and we didn't. Yeah, oh, so mad when McKinnon scored that goal and then St. Louis friggin' won. I'll be a wreck tonight, everyone. W- wish myself and Cole all the best because it's playoff hockey. It's the greatest worst feeling in the world. Cole, thank you for joining us, buddy. Let everybody hey, know where me to on. find you at. Well, I am at Coltrane on Twitter. Uh, I'm posting uh, all the wrestling stuff, any kind of wrestling observations, any kind of gaming observations, any kind of basketball and hockey. I do a little bit of everything on there. So, you know, tune in, have a little fun. And uh, and yeah, I'm excited. I mean, this is the best time of year. So, I mean, best and worst as we as we all have vested interest um, in these particular playoff seasons. Um, it's a little stressful. So it's a little much. Um, so, you know, we're all, we're all getting through it together, but it's also a lot of fun. There's just, there's something on every night. And so that's, that's my favorite time of year. So, um, and then, and then, you know, wrestling's on at the same time. Cause there's wrestling on every night. So no, Cole, you get muted. If you talk about wrestling on the show, this is not the show. We talk about that. Everyone gets mute. You bring up that, that W word, you get muted. Hey, hey, well, we, we brought, we brought up Kenny mentioning the Winnipeg. So, you know, that was at least a hockey tie in. So that was at least you know, a hockey tie-in. You know, I've been trying way. to tie him in. You gotta, you gotta give me a pat. It took me, it took me till the very end of my of my time here on the show to get muted. So I think I did okay. Thank you, Cole. Well, uh, second round, come back. We'll we'll keep talking. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're we are. You know, this show was at noon today. You did message me like, I'll be up early. Let's talk hockey. I was like, well, you're in luck. It's actually noon today. Hey, you want me to get up early and talk talk (laughs) hockey? I'm I'm ready to go. So you just say the word anytime. Thanks, buddy. All right. right. Take it easy, guys. Everybody follow Cole on Twitter. A great man. A fellow Avs fan. Uh, SP3. I'm going to be a wreck. You You know how I am. You know how I am. It's bad. It's bad out here in these streets. SP3. I believe in you. I believe in your Avs. I, I, I believe last year. Yes, I believe last year. And y'all won. So yeah, keep bad. it up. I'm gonna go ahead and throw this throw this out there for those viewing this. Do not message me on Twitter regarding hockey after the game. I will block you. I, I block friends. I have no problem blocking people that I know or don't know. Don't don't message me about hockey if if my team loses. My team wins, fine, let's all celebrate. Don't message me anything else. If my team loses, you'll get blocked. I'll block the wife. I don't care. Jesus. I love it. Block all of you. You have silent on Twitter. So awesome. All right, SP3. What else? Anything else we have to talk about today? Well, you did you catch up on the challenge? No, I'm still 
behind, unfortunately. Well, you Where did, you did, you did watch uh, Grant missing the heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. That was. Uh, I feel bad that he broke his leg or whatever happened to him. Like, it and totally, just... totally ruined Janae's streak. Janae has been yeah. on a streak. She's been number one female in all the all-star se- seasons she was on a, a, a reassurgent streak and then he ruins it yeah well you should it's a giant heavyweight blimpy like you can't hit that thing what are we doing here because he went sideways for some yeah. reason yeah. only only thing worse was my man wes not drinking the drink wes yeah and then what, gotta, what are you doing wes Come on, Wes. You what know, I message, I message our chat. You know that they're bringing, they're going to find a way to get this man back on the show. I would, I would love it. I would love it. But I already, I already see, man, this USA season, we, we're going to have to do mainline coverage because our boy Paulie is back. Yeah. They got Wes in there. They got Johnny uh, Bananas on there. Oh, man, it's going to, but I've been really liking the world championship only because uh danny and sarah just being against the legends this has it's made this season very interesting it started off kind of kind of and then it really picked up ever since we've seen that divide there that's been like the main storyline for this world championship season i sent the link to our pal shared delaware if she wants to pop on and uh you know we can we can talk a little bit more challenge we can talk love is blind finale reunion I assume Cher Delaware watched that and the reunion. Do you see all the hubba blub on Netflix? Cause they tried to do a re- live reunion and it didn't work. I, I, I did saw uh, MJF. Uh, yes. Live, MJF was thinking about it. it. Yeah. Live tweeting. It. <laughs> yeah. He was like, the fuck are we doing here? Netflix. I agree with them. I fully agree with them. They botched it. What's that? They, they botched it. I, I, I oh, they completely screwed it up. Uh, Cher Delaware is here. She knows. She knows the deal. Sunday, we're trying to watch the Love Is Blind reunion, and the live and Netflix is fucking everything up. <laughs> they had one job, Cher. One job. The amount of money I have given Netflix in the past sixteen years should be able to pay for them to have good fucking Wi-Fi, right? Right. Just could not. Could not believe that. And like. Like people said on Twitter, it's like, we didn't ask for this thing to be live, okay? You guys made the decision, hey, let's do a live reunion for this season. We didn't ask for that. So if you're going to give us this live reunion, give us the live portion of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mess. All right, let's let's briefly talk, because I got to run. Uh, let's briefly talk about uh, the, the reunion. Let's talk about the one thing that I think is the most important. And share if you disagree, then, then we'll discuss it. But Paul over here. So Paul, and I'm terrible with the names. You're going to have to, uh, the Micah, Paul and Micah don't get married. They, they were the ones, sorry, SP3, you're just spoiling all of us. Paul and Micah don't get married. They were the only couple that doesn't get married. Right. And it, Paul is like, oh, I don't know if I see her as a mother figure and all this stuff, which not, not a good thing to say. Don't say that. And yeah, don't, don't say that at all. And, you know, Micah gave him the shot to go first because I think she kind of knew he wasn't going to say yes. There was footage that people saw. Uh, they they Zapruder filmed this shit. It, it, it was part of Netflix, but then they Zaprudered it. 
Paul is leaving after trying to like console Micah as she ran off after getting the no. And he taps the bridesmaid on the ass. And the bridesmaid is giving like a look and everything. She was smiling as he was leaving. And then he taps her. And then she gives another look of like a big old smile and everything. And people are like, oh, Paul's cheating here. Like, what is this? They brought this up on the reunion. They showed this footage and everything. And Paul defends it of like, oh no, like I had walked by her and you know, I was just like, you know, just gesturing to like scoot. This man was halfway out the door when he reaches back and taps her. And he's trying to defend it that he was like trying to get her by and like, oh, hey, sorry for like brushing. And she had way too big of a smile for her friend. She just watched her friend get her heart broken at the altar. Way too big of a smile. They asked Paul about it. That was his excuse. They did not ask Micah about this. Vanessa Lachey, get your shit together. You were the goat at this reunion stuff. And you let me down here where you did not ask this Micah, like, what are your thoughts on this? They just moved on. Cher, what are your thoughts on the ass pat? Well, first off, um, I didn't like Micah anyway. So Fair. glad she got left at the altar. Her and Well, that's Irene, harsh. I don't care. Um, <laughs> her, her and Irina were freaking bullies through the whole season. And they acted like children and they like mocked everybody and everything. Um, he was definitely fucking the bridesmaid. I don't care what he says. Um, I, I, listen, what's the other curly haired guy's name? Zach. I did remember yes. that. Yes. Nothing has ever made me more uncomfortable in my life than when he sang that really bad song in the pod oh i hate these people singing stop singing you're standing in a room by yourself and they're in a room across from you also by themselves and you can't sing yet you're singing them a song that you wrote i had to fast forward i was getting secondhand embarrassment i wanted him to get left at the altar simply for doing that like i can't with these people i was actually i was watching it um Sunday afternoon, I think it was. And I was texting Emilio about it. And I was like, I get such secondhand embarrassment watching these shows because these people are so awkward. And like, you're professing your love to one another. And then you see the other person in person and you can tell that you're not attracted to them. It's written all over your face that you don't find them attractive. And you're like, I'm so glad that I'm getting married to you. Like, <laughs> It's so uncomfortable. And I, I am a person that does believe that you need to be physically attracted to your partner. Like that may come after a mental attraction or whatever, but like you're going to have a long life if you are not physically attracted to the person <laughs> that you're with. And so um, when what's her face, Arena or whatever, saw him and she was like, how about how about just a hug for now? Like it was so obvious. She kept saying he looked like a cartoon character. Like it's so uncomfortable. These shows are so uncomfortable. I don't know why I continue to watch them. These they pick terrible people. These are terrible human beings. 
yeah um that reunion was a disaster um Vanessa Lachey definitely got called out about not like sticking it to Paul as much as she does the women because they put together like a whole bullying montage of the stuff that Micah and Arena did and then was just like oh yeah you grabbed her ass okay like <laughs> but at that point they'd also been sitting there waiting two hours to fucking do this show too so I don't know I I can't I can't these are terrible human beings I mean, all of them, yes, are absolute terrible human beings. I don't know. I think Brett with two T's and Tiffany think they will last. Kwame, yeah. the joke is that that man is just being held held hostage by yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, he's he doesn't want any parts of that. And then Zach and Bliss, they don't look like they actually like each other or in love or anything. It just he literally picked someone else first. Oh yes, and that. How are you gonna There's no defending that. that. No defending any of that. You were not only the second option, but you let the whole world know you were the second option. Like Yep. Ain't no way. <laughs> Maybe he sang her a song and it just seduced her. And she I am totally with you on this singing, by the way, because yes, the one thing every time they start doing it, I'm just like, they've got to stop. They've got to stop this and i think the biggest thing is they just suck they're not good at it and like look if you if you know you're not good at it and you're just doing it for like the ah ha ha look at me i'm funny i'm cute i i suck at singing but well like joke around sing yes absolutely some people find it endearing one person was dumb enough to find it very endearing <laughs> these people they think is the person who finds it very endearing <laughs> <laughs> These people think they're so good. It's like, oh, look how oh, this yes, original. Yeah. It's not like they're getting in there and like jokingly being like, I love you. Like right. he's written this song and he's in there like with just all the gusto that he has and he's about to cry singing it. And I'm like, what? Like, I... I don't like things that put someone on a spot for their reaction anyway. That's why I hate public proposals because like, what am I going to do? Say no to you in front of all these fucking people around us right now. Like I don't like having a reaction where you know how you're supposed to react to get the, you know, what reaction they want. I don't like that. If you're singing to me, I hate it. And I'm not going to tell you that I enjoy it. <laughs> like don't, <laughs> do that oh i hate it so much it's so bad it's so cringy and yeah the fact that they they feel like they are just performing this like nirvana unplugged intimate setting here and this is gonna be like the biggest moment of their career and it's like nah dude like everyone is just like laughing at you right now it's so it's so so bad it's very i thought bad. this is i thought this is a pretty weak season of love is blind overall Me too honestly there was some some good drama with like jackie and and i keep calling him mitchell i'm pretty sure that's not his name but it's his name in my book uh because jackie it's, it's mitchell jackie <laughs> ended up he and she ended up with josh and was like 
Well, I'm I'm with Josh now. She didn't give the ring back. She didn't give the ring back because she said he was going to propose to another girl two weeks later, which, no, that's what Paul did, not what Mitchell was going to do. And that's shitty. Um, yes. You give the ring back. Um, yes. But I feel like I kind of knew that that was coming from the beginning with her, too. Like, as soon as she met him and she was like, I usually go for guys that are six, five and they play basketball and like, listen. And she's like, and he's the opposite of all these things. Like, um, you could have just not said that you could have just been like, I usually go for guys that are different than him, but you know, like, and then she asked him, am I what you wanted? Am I what you expected after just saying that about him? (laughs) Because if he would have said, oh, no, you're the opposite of what I usually go for, then she would have been offended. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) They're all idiots. Ultimatum is coming back next month. That was the biggest news out of the reunion to me. SB3, you know, I got I sold you on Ultimatum last time with that that dinner table scene. I'm very excited for Ultimatum to return. The Lachey's are not hosting it, so I'm a little... Oh. A little hesitant on it, but Ultimatum will be back. Temptation Island supposed to be back this summer. Need some more of this trash reality television. And UK uh, Love Island is coming back next. There, I think you, go. As well, as there well. you go. There we go. All right. Let's hey, how are we? This. Challenge. Have you watched it yet? Well, he does I've know watched... that, that our number one and number two draft picks yeah. have been eliminated. I know John A and Wes are, are gone, and Johnny Bananas is skating right through to the finals, baby. Skating right. Oh no. Oh, SP3's face may have just spoiled something for me. Oh no. Oh. Bananas. Guess I'll uh, find out soon enough. <sighs> Since the playoffs now, like my night times are just shot because I'm watching the playoffs now at night. I ain't got time to watch the challenge. So what? Messed up I all my viewing habits. <laughs> I don't watch um, wrestling. I just get on Twitter and see what the timeline is saying and then. Um, make up my own tweet about it, and then people think I'm watching wrestling. That's fair. We don't talk about that on this show. What are we doing? I know. I'm just saying. That's what you should do with the challenge. Just see what other oh. people. I can. I can possibly do that. Just base my opinion on everybody else. Is that else. the queen? Let's... Is Queen Harlem here? Have you seen her face? You want Is to there... show her? <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> What'd she do? She she had a marker and she was drawing all over the place. I see that. <laughs> oh, that's how oh. we are here. I always love that because then if you try to clean their face off, they're screaming that you're hurting them. So you're yep. just gonna have a green face for about two weeks. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. This is what happened the last time she she drew on her face. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap things up here. Share Delaware. Do you have anything to plug? Um, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is pinned in my Twitter at Share Delaware. I swear, me and Joel Pearl are gonna record strong style if he stops going to Impact shows. Um, putting Joel Pearl to work for for once in his life. And uh, I don't know. I think that's it. There you go. SB3. True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Got an interview with Steve Macklin over there that you can check out right now. And uh, 
yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Go check that out. Follow me at True Hill SP3 for wrestling reality power and challenge tweets. That's what I do. Lakers. <laughs> a lot of Lakers tweets coming. A lot of Lakers tweets. Oh God. LMC, LMC, LMC. <laughs> oh, he changed it. Oh, he's at least got somebody who's on the team. That's good. That's good. That That's him. People. That's him. At okay. least you're representing somebody who's on the team and not somebody he who's not even in the playoffs. Just like you, SP3. <laughs> Just His like brother, you. Brother from another mother. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in our usual slot next week. Uh, we do the show at 8.30. 8.30 a.m. Eastern. More NBA playoff talks, some NHL playoff talks, some reality television playoff talk, uh, all that fun stuff at 8.30 a.m. Phil Lindsay is booing, as he should. Um, check out everything else we got going on. Fight over book. Please yeah, check out the Chicago Bulls are playing so well. <laughs> check out. Uh, I, I like how it's like Austin Reeves' voice. This is tremendous. It, Say something. Oh, I mean, I knew he had twin kids. I didn't know he also had a twin. They look exactly <laughs> me, me and Austin Reeves, Billy Hole, and Sydney. That's my real name. There you go. <laughs> true, true. Um, Sherry Delaware got me uh, White Men Can't Jump pop, Funko Pops for my birthday I the other did. year. Yeah, that was a very good gift. Sherry Delaware, very kind to, to the family here, doing, doing good things for other families as well recently that they'll be very excited about once they find out tomorrow um uh what's that i'm excited for them yes yeah they'll 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 enjoy that they they'll they'll enjoy that big wrestling fan i'll talk about that all right everybody watch <laughs> everything we got on fight over book please check out in the weeds with myself and joel pearl we had uh diana perrazzo's first interview as knockout champion yesterday and matt black from WrestleZone joined us to talk about aw collision and aw fight forever tomorrow on the show we will have alex mccarthy to talk about the Drew McIntyre uh, going going dark, going Twitter dark. The the number one Drew McIntyre fan in the world, Alex McCarthy, will be joining us. And we're lining up some other stuff as well. So we'll announce that when, when we have it. And that's I think that's everything. Check out everything else on Five Floor Book. Check out Tag Talk, Haley and Kylie, Mondays, 3 p.m., Coexisting, Robin Maggie, Fridays, 3 p.m. That's it. All right. Bye, everybody.